0: Hello, everybody! Hello, greetings, Earthlings! Hello, changing your citizens <laughs> of the world! The world! Uh, this yes. is Fresher here. And this is Parlance, welcoming you to episode number 44 of the Fresher and Parlance show. This is our last episode premier. of the year. This is the last episode of the year. This is is our first full year doing a show. First full year. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we, you know, we didn't have a whole year's worth because we took a couple breaks, like shows do, but it is, the time has elapsed of a year since we started. I think it's more so because we started a couple weeks before Christmas last year, I think. Yeah, so we only missed eight weeks after maybe like uh,
0: 54 weeks, 56 weeks.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good.
0: That shows a commitment to us and to you the fans. Yes. Yes. So but, uh feel free to donate. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should start a Kickstarter. But Did you I, I, they have that new uh what's the other Kickstarter? Um it's like crowdfund or I don't know, something like that. But it's like go, the Kickstarter go fund me. Overflow. Huh? GoFundMe? I think so. But they they used to you used to need a cause or whatever, but they changed their thing. So now you can just start these pseudo kickstarters just for stuff that you want, and like people. Are, so it's basically like internet panhandling. But uh, we should set up one of those for the show. Yeah, we do
0: accept Bitcoin if you want to send us money. Uh, Bitcoin. Uh, it's Bitcoin at fresherandparlance.com.
1: Hell yeah! Take Bitcoin.
0: Do you hear it coming in right now,
1: everybody? That's the bitcoins coming in. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, all these people willing to give. It's like, <laughs> call in now to have your donation. Come we on, just I'm got just... one from Cindy. Thank you,
0: Cindy. We appreciate it. And for that, we give you yeah. a round of applause. We really appreciate that. I, I made up Cindy. She's not real. I. Why did you tell the people that? Now they think we're a bunch of liars. How can they trust us for the rest of the show?
1: I mean, it's it was a the white lie. I admitted it. You know, it was like the ten second rule of lying. Oh, is that
0: <laughs> is that, is that yeah. okay? So, uh, um, so remember last week uh, we were we were heard or lights were a flickering and when when was, was a howling? Yeah, it was crazy. So. Remember I said, Oh, we're gonna I'm probably gonna lose my power because I lose my power every time there's a windstorm. Yeah. Well, I hit like end broadcast. Ten minutes later I'm sitting down ready to play some GTA five on the Xbox One and whammo, there goes my power. <laughs> At least we got through the show. I mean that's we, pretty amazing. We did get through the show, and it was it was literally and I use literally a lot, but this was actually the case. When my power went down, like when it went out, it's. You ever watch uh, Star Trek, like the Next Generation or whatever? <laughs> yeah. so you know when the power goes out and the core the, goes the bridge? down? Yeah, yeah, you know when the power goes on the bridge and everything goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> That's what it sounded like in my house. I had so much electronics running and
1: stuff. Did, it, did you just, like say anything? I just imagine, like I imagine, like, like and then like, and then like a couple seconds of silence and then shit. <laughs> it was actually it was Something it went like this that. it went like this, Choo,
0: doo, doo. like it popped back up for it one popped second back up. and and my yeah because the light flickered back on briefly and my yeah. heart was like it it didn't go out it didn't go out it didn't go out and then it went bonk not like that but that was in my brain it just went bonk and that was <laughs> the end of it and that was the end of the power and I didn't get power until 6 a.m. so it went from 10 whatever, 10.30 or whatever time it was we got
1: off air and yeah 6 a.m. Yeah, no, it sucks. Not cool. Side note, before he leaves, I have Jeff here, and he totally got a haircut today. Look at his nice lion cut. He's getting antsy, so I think he wants to leave, but I thought since he's on my lap now, I could show everyone. I'd like, it's kind of short. I don't think he's cold, but, you know, I just attribute his shaking to purring. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he looks good. He looks good. I think Jeff is a, a handsome cat. He's a
1: handsome fella. He's a handsome fella. Yeah, I just I want to get that in before, you know, because I don't think he's going to come back. So uh, this week was an
0: interesting week for me. What happened? I was on
1: jury duty this week. Oh, my gosh. And it was like... Yeah, I know that's different. Your jury duty story is different than I've heard of jury duty b- duty being before. So, when did you do jury duty? What year? Uh, I've got called three times, I think, and I think last year around Thanksgiving I had it, but then I didn't have to go in. But then a couple years before that, I just go into the King County cour- courthouse, like downtown, and you wait in that room or whatever. So, so it was probably like
0: four years ago. So I got a letter in the mail approximately two to three months ago that says, you have jury duty December 15th. Um, call the uh, hotline number the night before at 5 p.m. on whether you have to call come in or not. So on Sunday evening, I call up, and it says, come in. Yeah. I'm like, crap. So I go to the – it's in um, not in Seattle. It's like north of Seattle. Yeah. In Shoreline. And uh, I have to go there in the morning. Uh, I have to show, arrive at 9.30 a.m. And uh, there's about 40 people what? in the room, maybe, I guess. 40 people. And they immediately dismissed, I think, I think they needed, maybe there was 36, because they dismissed 18 people, and they said they needed 18. And the way they dismissed them is like, if you have a family thing.
1: Yeah. Or blah, blah, blah. You could, you know, you could just leave. It's basically like a, what is it? It's like a something hardship.
0: Family hardship, or if you have like something sick, or if you're sick, or if you're on drugs, that makes you not think clearly. Then like maybe 10 people came up. Then they're like, do you have schooling? Do you have work obligations? Do you have this or that? And then like maybe three more people come up do not live in King County, no one came up. Yes. Have you served on jury duty in the last year? And I think that was the one that got all of the, the – that filled out the 18. But nevertheless, this is the way jury duty worked there. I had to sit there, then we had to, I had to watch a video, get a jury juror card, but then the judge came in and dismissed us and said, no case today, but you have to call back tomorrow and not show up in the courthouse. Just yeah. call at 9.30 in the morning – and proceed to call every 30 minutes until you either are called in in which case if you're called in you have 45 minutes to get to the courtroom yeah or you'll be dismissed for the day so started at tuesday 9:30 in the morning calling every half hour dismissed around 11:30 says call back again tomorrow at 9 so or 9 yeah 9 so i go call back wednesday call back 9 9:30 10 10:30 yeah. 11 11:30 they dismiss us again call back again today thursday at um, 9.30. So I do that again, proceed to call, 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 call. And then today at like 11, I guess today, they said you're dismissed permanently. Thanks for everything. Permanently dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the stupidest thing because you can't work. It's like, if you, I mean, I was able to work from home, but if you're like a restaurant employee or some sort of employee that requires you to be on premises to do your yeah. job, I don't know how you could possibly be on jury duty. And then the judge has said, oh, we're
1: not – if there's no case, you're not on jury duty. You're just on call for jury duty. So they're Yeah, like, that's well, even worse, actually. I mean, have them be there and waiting if, like, you're in a thing, you know? Like, I think the being at home thing, at one, on one side it seems convenient, but it also seems kind of dumb. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's not great. It's not great. And, of course,
0: I worked the whole time. But it's if you're like I said, if you don't have a flexible schedule or the ability to work from home, and it's not uh, it's not great.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: So. Um, but done with that. Yeah, done with that. So this Woo. week we also learned. I don't know if you checked it out yet, but um, our internet speeds
1: are going up by. I know that's now. exciting. I haven't. I checked it out, but I I think I need to reset my router. So and I. some of my other friends on Facebook noted that theirs is faster. It's like 112 down and. It's still twelve up, but still pretty good. Yeah, I think it's like one hundred ten. Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I, I I came in roughly what I forget. I told you my score this morning, or I think it was around like one hundred twelve or something. Yeah, that's pretty 100 good. One hundred
1: download, I mean, twelve upload. That's pretty good. I just think it's weird. I mean, it's cool that they do it, but it's just weird that they just like do it all casually. That makes it seem like that they could just do that any time, like. They'll still restricting us. <laughs> like, they could just as easily have that... High- it's like the same thing as um, the fast lane and the slow lane. It's like we were in the slow lane because clearly they can just turn it up for everyone. There's no bandwidth problem. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, also, I don't know if you looked
0: on your... Do You have, a Com- you have Comcast, right? You do? Yeah, yeah. Do, has, did you receive the Xfinity um, wireless hotspot that anyone
1: with Xfinity... Oh, log if, in. if you have their router, it auto-updates like updates to just have a hotspot, so then you log in with your Xfinity login if you're in a neighborhood. Yeah. So like, they're basically making a giant network of wireless without people knowing. Right, so I, I, I'm not 100% certain.
0: Yeah. But I notice suspiciously that I'm seeing one of those pop up in our neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's
1: my router... I mean everyone who has a Comcast router it'll do that. I bought my own so like I don't have any Comcast equipment. So I have to now um disable that?
0: Which you can I don't disable? Think you can. No you can. There are ways to do it. Huh. Um so I searched the interwebs. Have you heard of this? The, the internet? internet? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I think that's what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the device that gives me the internet I'm trying to work with. And there's yeah. a way to do it, but the, the way that you do it, like the screen grabs and the instructions, yeah. it's not available. It's like not on there. So I don't think it is me, because I don't have the ability to toggle it on or off. I think that it's just on. I no, mean, dude. I'm telling you, you could shut it off. Also, you could, call, you, you could call them and they'll shut it off if it's on. Huh. Yeah. So everyone, check that out. If you don't want people logging into your... So, but they don't actually log into your network in that case. Well, they they don't they're logging into the the Xfinity network through your through your equipment
1: yeah yeah I mean which I mean it's weird I think it's a good idea. It's basically making their own cell network based on their cable, which is pretty cool, but it's just like they didn't that's not what was advertised at the beginning. It's like having a three g hotspot in your house like which makes 3G coverage better for everyone, but it then uses your internet right but then like. It's using, it's not like making your internet any slower, and it's not putting them on your network. So, so wait, I, wait, let's be clear. It's not making your internet slower.
0: You're saying that if someone logs in and starts doing massive downloads
1: and uploads, yeah. that will not make yours slower. Not, it would make it, it wouldn't make it any slower than your neighbor doing the same thing. Okay, well, I guess that's okay, but then that's still one extra person doing it. yeah. But, I mean, that's the same argument as cable modems in the first place because you don't have a dedicated amount of bandwidth. Whereas with, like, DSL or something, you're guaranteed that bandwidth, like, you have its allotment that's only for you. With cable modems, it's always shared for everybody. So if there's a bunch of people on your node who are using it, then your node will be slower. I got it. I got it. So it doesn't Um, really make that much difference. The main concern in, like, people's minds would just be the, they're logging onto something in my house, and they're on my network or something, you know what I mean? But they're not actually on your network. They're, like, logging into Comcast. They have to use their Comcast credentials.
0: Yeah, so I wasn't actually worried about them, like, getting into my network and doing nasty things. I was that just seems more like concerned me. about speed. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't think it would make a difference, really. All right. I mean, because right. also, if you're using wireless, you can't get really faster than the 100 100 megabits or something anyways and like you're not going to get that throughput to the internet just off of a wireless connection I don't know but that's true I mean I would turn it off too probably
0: (laughs) so um, uh, speaking of other internet things and I should have done the unboxing here but I received and it's not going to look right but the uh, Fire TV stick Fire stick! Does that look right to you? What fire is uh, Oh, yeah, I mean, it's forwards and stuff. So, um... You can't turn it around. Well, no, I know, but I was just looking at it myself. Oh. Um, I've used it now, um, the last two days, and I've, I feel, first, I don't have it hooked up to, like, any sort of fancy speaker system, so I can't test the Dolby or whatever, but... Wait, does it, oh, your TV hooks up to it, you don't hook the speakers to the stick? Right, so I don't have like a digital output to a, like a sound bar or any sort of but thing. But that's through your TV, right? He, yeah, it would be through the TV, but the sound would be the audio output would be coming like it would be coming in through the stick via the TV, then out into the system. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It's so the, the Dolby stuff I haven't been able to test, but the uh, I've downloaded a few of the apps, the entertainment apps. Um, I've streamed Netflix. It comes pre-registered, so if you bought it on your... Like, we have Prime in our household. Yeah. And so we bought it through our Prime account, and it came pre-registered to us, so... I think that's, like, one of the coolest features about it. I
1: think Kindles do that, too. I think they do as well. You're right. Yeah. That's, like, pretty cool. That's, like, the only company that I know that does that. It was kind of neat, because then I could
0: go in, and as soon as I turned it on, I was able to, like, without doing anything... Start streaming Prime Video. Yeah, that's cool. So um, it comes with a little remote, which is super handy. Um, and you can talk to the remote, too. It's like, kind of like that bar thing that they you have. Can't, that you is... can't talk to the remote. Really? No, you have to buy the special talking thing for it. It's 30 bucks. Dumb. Never However, made... if you have an Android phone, you can yeah. get it free for your Android phone yeah. and, um, and, and tablets. Or so if you have a Kindle Fire, they have an app for that as well, and that does have sound recognition, so that does work. That's pretty cool. You could also control it through your device, too, if you wanted to. At that point,
1: it seems similar to Chromecast. I heard that the Google TV thing, or the new one, I don't remember what it's called, but uh, it's not very cool. (laughs) I think this beats it.
0: It's I I actually like the little remote, so I wish I had the remote here. I could have showed you the, the size of them. Yeah. The, now, here's one thing that is maybe slightly different than the Chromecast, though I'm not sure. Um, do, do you have the Chromecast, right?
1: Yeah. Do you have to plug in something into the stick? to For power? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, so on newer TVs, supposedly HDMI has power in it, and so you don't need to, but on most TVs... You need to have you use the USB service port from the TV and plug in the power to it.
0: Yeah, so that's this. So you
1: have to plug the power into the the stick,
0: or Did at least you try it the, that because your TV new. No, I'm not using it on that TV. I'm using it on uh, my bedroom TV. You should try
1: it on that one. I should try it on that one. I think the whole stick thing is cool. That like basically you have dongles for everything, like. I mean it'd be cool when every like you just your whole player or like your game system, like your PS4 is just on a stick thing. And it just they're gonna have like a little pod section for HDMI that you just put all your little pods in.
0: Yeah, that'll be awesome.
1: Yeah. So I
0: I had a couple things I wanted to talk about. One was uh we were supposed to have a guest this week. I know. Um, what happened with that? Ugh Uh I'm slightly upset about this. Um we were supposed to have Adam from the Prodigal Sons podcast, part of our network. You can check them out at ProdigalSonsPodcast.com. Although, don't maybe if you're like me, just don't even. <laughs> Their new episode just dropped today. I listened to it already, so. <laughs> um, but he backed out. He said he was too tired after committing to it the week previously to debate me on Gamergate. Now he's scared. He's scared. Yeah, I was ready to tear him. I was, I
1: was ready to, pretty much rip apart his entire... Because he was supposed to be on two weeks ago, actually, and then it got pushed out to this week, and now there's nothing. I know there was a lot of buzz. We got some tweets, some people at work are talking about it. This was a whole thing. It was some build-up. This was going to be an event on our show, and yeah. it all got messed up.
0: I'm a little disappointed. By the way, if you want to reach out to us, we are accepting... We, are, we do have a hat at uh, Fresh and Par if you want to reach out to us yes, right now. If
1: you have on the show. What was that? Yeah, if you want to live-tweet us. Live-tweet the- us at Fresh and Par. Um, we're getting some tweets from Tom coming in. What's he have to say today? Uh, he's uh, saying that you're worried about another Sony hack with the, the um, Comcast Wi-Fi thing. <laughs> uh,
0: were we, speaking of, we even got into that Sony hack, so we'll, we'll put that on there, because I, I, yeah. I have a lot to talk about on that. So here's briefly what I... I, I am going to do this. Here's my talking points.
1: Okay, one... You said, wait, you said that you were going to play both sides of this argument. So you're doing your talking points now, right? No, no. He's, this
0: is what I, if I wish, I was going to play some audio from the podcast where he talks about Gamergate. Unfortunately, we could not figure out technologically how to do it in such a short <laughs> amount of time to get us like to that. five minutes before the show, we're like, oh, it's not working. I guess yeah, not. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could get it to work, but it would be murky and not worth it. But I'm going to give you the gist. One. Wait, wait, so this is your view, right? No, I'm going to give his point of view. Okay. Then I'm going to give why that's wrong. Okay, got it. Go! One, he talks about the game uh, Dragon Age 2 Inquisition, or Dragon Age 2, which is a sequel to Dragon Age Inquisition, and how they did a pay-to-play deal with the publisher regarding reviews, and how that... Uh, led to uh, so they got bonuses for having a review. So then the the publisher of the, or the developer of the game paid um, websites to give the the game a higher ranking. So they claim. Okay. Yeah. First off, okay. Who cares? That has nothing to do with GamerGate. Gamergate yeah. I know, right. Right. That has nothing to do with GamerGate. So to to start your story about what I'm going to explain, GamerGate. To go back to Dragon Age 2, and then he goes into Mass Effect 3, which was his next argument about how that got bad reviews and people were upset because they brought back uh, a female character that died in the first one, or at least you could have killed that person, first one, right? Yeah. And if your argument is that Gamergate, which, by the way, my argument is Gamergate is rooted in misogyny, if you're yeah. going to try to say that Gamergate is about gaming reviews and, and themes that are have nothing to do with feminine, feminine, uh, female representation in games... I'm gonna make an argument that when you're making an argument about that, you don't refer to female characters in video games as bitches. Which he it's did like two times. Yeah. So <laughs> it right. okay.
1: okay. right. so, doesn't sound like it's very yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he maybe that he was not uh speak maybe he was trying to summon the communal uh you know gamer uh like ups, what's the word I'm looking for when you're collectively upset about something? But it yeah. doesn't matter. You bring back a girl to the game, even though you killed her in the first game, you don't say, oh, why did we bring that
1: bitch back? Wait, does it matter if it's a girl? I mean, didn't they do that with super a lot of characters from other games? This is my point. Who gives a shit? The character yeah. came back. <laughs>
0: Again, my point is that Gamergate, hashtag Gamergate, didn't even exist. I don't even think Twitter existed when Mass Effect 3 came out. So to, to bring this up as Gamergate, it's like, not Gamergate. All right. 2 3 Anita Sarkeesian all right this is where we're starting to get into the meat and potatoes of the argument <laughs> okay Anita Sarkeesian has a series of um videos okay that she had a, I forget the name of a feminist um so is that the main chick that, from the thing? No, it's not even. This is my point. Gamergate still has yet to exist. This is like 2012, okay? It's right around yeah. the Mass Effect time. She, this is right around Mass Effect. She starts a Kickstarter, okay? And yeah. um, it's called Tropes versus Women in Video Games, okay? Yeah. And this is starting to stir the fire with all the gamers, right? How dare they? Uh, I'm sorry, she has a, a a thing called Feminist Frequency. Okay, that's the name of her thing. But the, the series, she starts a Kickstarter called, I'm going to do a uh, essentially a five-part series. Um, video one is going to be about damsels in distress. Video two is going to be about the fighting fuck toy. Video three is going to be about the sexy sidekick. Video four is going to be about the sexy villainess. And video five is going to be about background decoration. So and they then, she outlined all these in the first thing? Yeah, and then she said if we hit the first stretch goal, the second stretch goal is going to be five more videos, or six more videos, voodoo priestess slash tribal sorceress, women as reward, mrs. male character, unattractive equals evil, man with boobs, positive female characters, okay? Yeah. And then if she gets that, then we're going to do two more, a classroom curriculum that she's going to create, and then the top ten most common defenses of sexism in games. So she puts this up around the time, and she asks for $6,000 or something like that, She gets $160,000 Yeah, from 7,000 backers. All right. First off. Those seem like reasonable episodes or whatever. Again, this is my point. And, by the way, the counterpoint here is, uh, I don't know what
1: he's going to say, but I guarantee you something he's going to say about this. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great counterpoint. I mean, it'll be pretty much that, except for just... Slightly more word-esque sounds. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, here's my point. A, why do you give a
0: fuck that this person got $160,000 to do a video about women video game tropes? How has that impacted you? Did you give money? Are you upset about this? I don't understand. Again, by the way, this is 2012, June 16th, 2012. Yeah. Is this for the record, Gamergate still doesn't exist yet. Gamergate has yet to exist. So, the fact that you're throwing this person into Gamergate is bullshit. She is just a woman who happens to be a, a graduate student who is taking, doing an examination on female characters in video games. Why does that bother you? It shouldn't bother oh. you. And it shouldn't bother Gamergaters either. So, Is that a common thing, or is this just something? Well, here's sense? just. Uh, uh, let me, I'm going to rewind two seconds. OK, sorry. There's two train of thoughts here for Gamergate. There's the right side of the wrong side. The wrong side is Gamergate's about video game journalism, and how it's unfair, and that the the the, the, the video it's an enthusiast press who um essentially it's like fans of video games reviewing video games and they get access to games so they have no choice but to give it positive reviews, etc., etc. Okay, that is what his stance is. My stance is bullshit because video games as an industry, as a reviewing industry. It's always been an enthusiast press. It's always been shit, and Gamergate did not exist, whatever, seven years ago when Dragon Age 2 came out, five years ago when Mass Effect 3 came out. Gamergate was not a thing. Gamergate is spawned purely for one instance, okay? And this is the instance. In 20, I believe it was, I'm going to look up the date. I just want to get this date right, okay? Yeah. I want to get it right. Is this... Because all this was this year, right? I mean, this is, like, pretty recent. It's 2013-2014. Oh, yeah. A, A game developer, Zoe Quinn, developed a game called Depression Quest, okay? Yeah. The game got favorable reviews among a number of, um, of... Review sites, like, you know, because it, it's a, like a story. You know, what's the word I'm looking for? Choose your own adventure? Yeah. It's a choose your own adventure type game about essentially playing a character who's suffering from depression. Yeah. Okay? It's not really a shoot 'em up It's not really a game at all. It's a choose your own adventure, but it's like an interesting take on depression and the choices you have to make, and sometimes the choices you have to make aren't exactly a good choice at all. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's, that seems like an interesting idea for a game. Right. Here's the thing. The game, it got positive reviews, and people, these gamers, these gamer gators went fucking nuts.
1: Because they thought it shouldn't have got positive reviews? Right, because that's not a video game at all. That's not a game at all. Okay? So, here's well, the people, thing. People review, like, those weird dress-up doll Barbie games and stuff. Like, that's just as much not a game. Right. Well, let's, let's be clear thing? here. Just hold up. Okay, because sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna weave this into Never a behind.
0: narrative. I'm gonna weave this into a narrative <laughs> yeah. so that you fully understand this. Zoe Quinn's boyfriend at the time, don't know his name. I don't care to know his name. Wrote a blog post that essentially said, "Zoe Quinn's, I don't know, been cheating on me. Not to use any inflammatory language, and she has been having an affair with this editor from Kotaku." Yeah. Okay? And implied that she, Zoe Quinn, was sleeping around in the industry to A, get good reviews for the game and get funding for her development company. Yeah. Okay. First off, all of that is untrue. Okay? Yeah. But. This is where Gamergate comes from. You know, Bob, you ever watch Firefly? The TV show Firefly?
1: I never actually did, but... Have um, you ever watched Chuck? No, sorry. But okay. keep making these references because other people have.
0: Right, so there's a character, an actor, called Adam Baldwin. <laughs> Why he gets involved, I don't know. He's the one that creates the Gamergate. Okay? Yeah. So now... Adam Baldwin's in reference to this. This is what it's all about. This is what Gamergate is all about. It's about that guy taking up a side on this? No. It's about the conspiracy of a woman sleeping around to get favorable reviews to cheat the system. Okay?
1: Yeah. Now, that's it. I okay? Agree. That sounds like way different than what I would have taken from. Well, no, the because then it, takes, up, it forks. Uproar. It forks because it becomes completely ruled
0: and run over with sexism. Because then they start attacking Zoe Quinn. Okay. Yeah. They start, call, you know, doing death threats, this and that, and this, uh, you know, she has to move out of the house. That Anita Sarkeesian. Yeah, wait, she... but only because because her boyfriend was pissed that she's cheating. Because she was defending the stance and that saying that this was a masochist, not a, a misogynistic um, culture and that the people in the game, she essentially oh, yeah. started taking a pro-feminist stance and it just threw gas on the fire.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because it is messed up. I mean, the whole thing that, like, you know, if you're a chick and sleeping around, that's super bad. But if a dude did that, it would be totally fine. <laughs> well, he, all right. So here's the thing. Adam,
0: on the show, the prod pod, yeah. said this oh, the game is stupid, oh, like, it's not even a real game, the boy, she cheated around, blah, 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 for favorable reviews, she probably didn't even make the game. Yeah. That's the record scratching. That (laughs) is essentially my point. You are taking the idea that a woman can't make a game. Yeah, I know. That totally undermines the whole thing. So if you're going to go be like, oh, gaming journalism sucks because, you know, oh, it's, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with sexism, it has nothing to do with feminism, then don't say shit like, oh, yeah, uh, she probably didn't even make that game. Because that in and it itself is a sexist thing. <laughs> yeah, I know, totally. So, this is my point. And... I- Anita Sarkeesian has also; she's one that got the Kickstarter. Remember, I was talking about her. Yeah, yeah for those she got dragged into this too because she was trying to change the industry. The, the uh, people, the people who play these games, are uh, mostly men. So, what does it matter if uh, you know we see sexu- hypersexualized um, characters? Because that's the target market. That's who plays these games. So yeah. why why can't we have hypersexualized women and 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 these common tropes about females? Uh, the, you know what, what's the point? Why does she have to step all over our parade? What's wrong with her? Huh? 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 <laughs> all right. Look, here's the here's the the gist of it is that they say they're not sexist. They say yeah. it's about gaming journalism. But let's be clear here: what Anita Sarkeesian is doing is actually real critical theory
1: on games. Yeah, even if it's, like, pointing out, like, some sort of sexist view or whatever, it's not saying, like, you could still research that or whatever, you know? It would be useful to have that, like, you know, stuff. And the bottom line is,
0: is that she is not making, she's not coming in and saying, we need to, This she's pointing it out. And this, by the way, these things
1: exist in advertisements, these things exist in Oh yeah, Sony got a couple, like, pro- they had to pull some ads for being super sexist, like, pointed at teen boys or something. That was kind of funny. Did you see those? No. My, but this is my
0: point, is that people do critical studies on, like, every medium out there regarding feminist theory. And, in video game culture, and just to get back a little bit to the gamer game thing, it started in 4chan. You know 4chan? The anonymous culture of yeah, 4chan? Yeah. It started there, worked its way to Reddit, and then was completely... They got rid of it. They, If 4chan bans you and it doesn't allow and moderates you out of your community, yeah. they know you got, you're got you doing something wrong. Because that is pretty much where all of those hacked photos from the celebrities... It's essentially a playground for anonymous users who um, just are like weenies, okay? So the the... The idea that gamer oh and also at least on the side of the pro gamergate, like uh, anti-Gamergate, the idea that this is a misogynistic trend where they're just all they're about is attacking women and protecting men's rights or whatever all that shit is. Let's just put it this way. The, The the world of Gamergate, they're not legitimized. They're all anonymous, and even when they try to be legitimate and try like someone was like, Hey look, dude, if we're gonna make this about like gaming journalism, I'm gonna set up a uh, organization that's just about gaming journalism ethics. And you know what the Gamergate community did? They said fuck off. That's what they did. They said we don't want that. We don't want that. We
1: are right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's not even any point in. I don't know. It seems like it doesn't even just doesn't make sense. I don't know. So, so I know what he
0: was going to come here. I know what Adam was going to come here and say. It is about gaming journalism, but it's and it also has a little bit about a sexism. I'm going to say bullshit. And I'm saying it right now, and I don't care what Adam says, and I don't care what anyone says. It's rooted in misogyny. It's about sexism. It's, a, it's about an industry that's 90-whatever, 90 90, 88% male, okay? It's, it's, it's about tropes in video games that are inherently misogynistic and unhealthy for the majority of people, and, or I should say, the women, it's not realistic, and I don't care if 80% of all those people play video games are men. That doesn't mean, oh, okay, let's say in Grand Theft Auto, right, you go up and you beat a hooker to death and you steal her money. That doesn't mean that every single person who plays that game is going to go out and beat up a hooker and take the money and make sure mentally that that's okay, okay? That's, <laughs> no one's saying that, and no one's saying that video games do that, but... Like, in your mind, when you start to see these hypersexualized images of women, you slowly, you may not act on those things, but it shapes your belief system, okay? It shapes the way things that are acceptable and not acceptable. And, frankly, the, 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 the way that Gamer Gators react to this thing is because they're pretty much brainwashed. They're a hive mind of, like, and they can't accept change. And just accept the fact that women can't play video games and I am not alright, by the way, I I feel like I'm getting heated up here. What, <laughs> I'm not I'm not white knighting this shit. You know, like you ever hear that white knight guy who comes in and steps in front of the fucking women just to protect them so they could gain acceptance and all that shit? That's not this. I'm not doing that. I'm not white knighting this shit. It's just common fucking sense, people. This thing didn't exist until so this, gir- this girl made a video game and it, it's rooted in sexism and misogyny and hate. And if you can't see that, you're blind. And if you think it's about just about gaming journalism or if it's even partially about gaming journalism, you're wrong. Gaming journalism has been a piece of shit for decades. Deal with it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Way, that's that. It's crazy. Crazy stuff. Yeah, so... um
1: Anyway, uh, just back to uh, uh, back and forth between uh, the shows. Is he going to have a rebuttal? I wonder. Of course, the... he's going to have a rebuttal,
0: and I don't care. He, he could have came on this show, and he could have spoke his word. He could have had his opinion, and we could have had we could have duped it out like 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 two people who actually wanted to have a conversation about something. But instead, I had to get it worked up because he pissed me off for not
1: showing up on here. So, I've i someone going to, like, slam them even harder. I know, right? I mean, I wonder what... I don't even see how you could argue against that, like, logically. I mean, because it's already defining what the thing is, and it, like, really doesn't have anything... Like, it seems to bring it up as the sexism part of it and then be super defensive of, like, it's not sexist. Yeah, I mean, it's totally sexist already.
0: Right. Like, why look, would not
1: you just accept it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you go into know your meme, which by the way, I guess is like the go to place for um like For you know, knowing your meme? <laughs> yeah. Look it up. No. Look oh, it up. Yeah. It doesn't say oh root it in gaming journalism. It doesn't say that at all. It's it look it says it says Zoe quintroversy or whatever they call it. Yeah. It's not about gaming journalism. That's clear. And people in the gaming industry understand that. Look, dude, here's the deal. 23% of people who work in the gaming industry are female, all right? Yeah. Guess how many of those are actually developers? I don't know. 23? percent 3%. 3% oh. <laughs> okay, you know what the rest are? Uh, no. Marketing. Oh, yeah. So they're, So here's the thing. The women have to deal with putting fucking asses on the covers of every fucking video game that's made. You don't think they're pissed off about that? This hyper-sexualized environment where they have to show female asses? Like, seriously, look at the back of a Batman video game. You don't see Batman beating up someone with a chain. You see you see, um, uh, Harley Quinn in a skin-tight outfit looking backwards seductively with her ass poked in that, poking out of skin-tight pants. <laughs> they have a re- women in that industry have a reason to be annoyed and yeah. if you can and the fact that you refer to them as bitches in a game a female character as bitches like he did it in this in that podcast or you tried to drum up some weird fantasy where that Zoe Quinn didn't even actually make the game by the way just for the record i looked up how zoe quinn made the game um, it's a it's a it's a an engine called twine and I just looked at it, it's a web developer tool that you can make a video, uh, choose-your-own-adventure game. I can make a game on Twine, and I am moderately computer illiter- illiterate, okay? <laughs> so, like, I don't think, I think, oh, also, one other thing, just one last thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He also accused... He, he, An- take this <laughs> he also accused Anita Sarkeesian of stealing videos from YouTube. I'm just going to point that out. Again, false. 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 Read the latest Bloomberg Business Week. There's a whole article about Anita Sarkeesian and how she took all and created her video game playing and how she did this whole thing and how she has a team of people while it's her and another guy who go and play all these video games to get the images. Yeah, she has plenty of money to do it if she raised like 100K. Exactly. He's just, that's flat out wrong. Why? Because a woman can't play a video game? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway.
1: (laughs) All right. Well... Now that we got that uh, section, even though he didn't show up. Sorry. We have so brought to some me, other major news from
0: this week. Wait, wait, hold on. I just, while, we're, while we're talking about this, I just want to point out, so my wife came back from China and she brought back these little, these little treats. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. Are, it looks super Chinese. It looks like Chinese uh, Heinz ketchup. So this is like a little satchel. Actually, the little gold thing that was on the top in my heated like debate, I slammed this down and it fell off. <laughs> yeah. So I carrot wanted to. Do, fruit. I want yeah, it's carrot fruit. So I wanted to t- do a little taste test. This is like you did your unboxing of Soylent. Yeah. So this is going to be my unboxing of carrot do fruit we... candy. So explain what it is. So okay, so I don't know what it is, and that's why I'm opening it. But it's, it has a date here. It was made on 11 15 2014. Okay? Yeah. Or it went bad a month ago. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of, those. Think... It's one of yeah. those. So it says carrot fruit with a bunch of characters. Okay? It's in a little satchel. It has this little gold, like, twist tie on it. Yeah. And then it's in a little cute little bag, and you can see it's in a little bag. It, that is a very cute bag. So Wait, gonna... is the bag sealed, too, or is it no, just... No, it's, it's not sealed. So, you just... so the candy is just straight up in there? Yeah, I don't even know if it's candy, dude, so I'm opening it up right now. Yeah. All right, I'm pulling it out. Here we go. It could have been drugged. It wasn't sealed. No, well, it was sealed with this gold thing. That's not sealed. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... I, I guess. So I'm opening it up, and it's. It looks like is a it turd. Drugs? Looks like a turd right now. <laughs> looks, like turd. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a turd. Okay, so I'm opening it up. All right, here we go. This is what. What is this? All right, it still looks like a turd now that I'm. Opening it up here. Here's look. I don't know if you could see this, but does that not look it's like extremely a... turning? Wait, stick your finger in it to show like how yeah, hard an, it is. It's not hard at all. It's like it's a little malleable, but it's not hard. i gonna... It looks like it's bouncing back. It is. It has a little rubber. It's a rubbery, but it's multiple wow. pieces. It look like so. Look, I'm I'm ripping it open. Yeah. You so see it that? Like t- it's very turd esque. Okay. Um, I'm smelling it now. Okay. It's uh. It smells sweet. Sugary. What is the? What was it? Is carrot candy? I it forgot what it's called. It says the only English on it is carrot fruit. That's it. That's all oh, I carrot. know. Yeah. Is that even? Is that a thing or is that like? I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Bite it. Bite it. I'm, I'm gonna rip off this little piece here. I'm putting it in my mouth. <laughs> I like As the play con- by play description. Has a consistency of a fig. A fig? Like dried fruit.
1: Hmm. Does it just sweet
0: or does it have a taste? It's sweet. It has no taste. It's just like sugar. No, it's like it's like a dried fruit of some sort. But I don't. Oh, it is orange on the. Okay, when you go in the inside, I ripped. Do you see it? Oh the yeah, way, it has like a gummy type thing. It or like a, no, it's just like orange stringiness in there. So I think there's carrot. It's just dehydrated sugar coated carrot. Wow, that's
1: weird. Pretty good Isn't though. You, can you have the? Can you see the stringiness of the carrot? I mean, in your mouth. Take a look right here. Do you see it? Yeah, that is crazy. That's the stringiness of the carrot right there. That's crazy. Did you? Did she bring back any other uh, cool stuff? I saw she ate um, some of the weird scorpions or whatever. I have this other one right here.
0: Nice. I don't know what this is. This one's sealed. There's absolutely no description on it at all. I mean, in English. In English. All it says is... Because <laughs> there's lots of Chinese on it. Beijing Yushuan Food. And I think that's a peach. It looks peach. like, like It looks like a peach. Right, I mean, so I, one, I bet it's a gummy. I'm going to open it up. I think it's going to be a cake.
1: Pretty sure it's a gummy.
0: Oh my gosh, it's difficult to open. Alright, I'm opening it up now. Oh my god, is this more shit? It's more... It's more of the same. This is it a gummy? Wait, hold it up. No, it's more... Oh, those shit. are just like dried, uh, dried peaches or something. I think it might be a dried peach. There's two pieces. Yeah, it's definitely dried peach. Let me try it again. Yeah. I don't have
1: dried peach, I don't think. I've had it's dried right. apricot.
0: It's really chewy. Really sweet.
1: pretty good, though. Which one was better, the carrot or the, or the uh, other one, peach? Um, I'm gonna try the carrot again.
0: I'm gonna go with the carrot. Really? Wow, that's. I would have expected the peach one to be better. No, the carrot. I'm going with the carrot. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure that was really interesting, people. I'm sure that was. <laughs> but there you go. You have your carrot fruit. And your dried peach, straight from
1: Beijing. What you What would you What are
0: you, you gonna rate it? I'm gonna rate the I'm gonna rate them pretty high, um, I'm gonna give uh, What's the scale? Ten. Yeah, ten. I'm gonna give the carrot fruit a seven, and I'm gonna give the peach a five and a half. Wow, that's a pretty big difference. Bigger than I would have expected. Well, I was gonna go six, but then I was thought you were gonna criticize me for being too close. I so. might. I might have. I yeah. just
1: criticized you for being dip, too different, so... Yeah, I know. I have mean, got to have my two cents. you have got to criticize whatever you say. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be like, hmm, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I'll bring... Are you going to be into the office so I'll bring one in for you? Yes. That would yeah. be cool. All right. Well, what <laughs> I was going to bring up, two big, huge topics we have to get to, for sure, is opening up relations with Cuba... That's pretty
0: big. That's huge news. As a matter of fact, I plan on smoking a Cuban cigar this entire
1: episode, but oh well. Wait, do you have one? No. Oh. I don't I mean I don't think you can get it that easily that soon. Well, we live. Like it was th- just like this week that uh, the Obama like, you know, opened up or whatever. It was like yesterday. Thing or whatever. I think yeah. they still have to sign it in Congress or something for the trade agreements. Yeah, but I think we could just drive to Canada and get them. Well, yeah, but that doesn't... That defeats the purpose of that it's open now. I mean, you have to get it here. Oh, but they're not gonna... I don't think they're gonna sell them here. Yeah, they are. They're, they're like, making this whole... It's, its like, legal and everything.
0: I thought like, it was opening, whole opening some trade and you could bring $100 back. That's what I read. $100
1: back of liquor and, and cigars. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's open. It's open, is the thing. And they made a call for, like, 40 minutes or whatever... Did you see who facilitated it? Yeah, it's the Pope. Frickin' Pope. That's (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I totally think it's, like, a political play or whatever because, I mean, the Cuba thing is unreasonable, but just because Obama did it, like, Republicans are super against it even though, like... And then since the Pope, they're going to totally lose the Hispanic vote or whatever if the Pope's for it, you know? I, I, I can't, like, I, I don't know, like, what to, like, the Pope I feel is like. It's it. like, so strategic, like, to do this thing that they probably wanted to do, anyways, and then also have the Pope do it, like, really sections off your, you know, voters or whatever. I didn't realize this, but did you know hardline Cubans down in Florida are
0: actually staunchly Republican and are 100% against this
1: happening? I th- yeah, I did, I did hear that. That's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. I know, it's such a weird, like, um, thing to, like, be huge. It's, and, like, every other country, like, every year tries to get us to open up trade with them and stuff. I think it's great. I think it's great. I mean, Yeah, I think it's a good team. It's been
0: 60 years. You think we could maybe, like, move on from that? Totally. But uh, so the, uh, Oh, I'm uh, sorry. As Obama said, is that we have relationships with Vietnam
1: and China. Those yeah, are and most... Vietnam is straight up a communist country, too. There's, like, no difference there. And we were in a war with them. We were never in a war with Cuba. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other reason they said is be, um, to do it was because um, since Russia is, like, getting more aggressive or whatever, if we kept stuff off with Cuba, then Russia might try to use Cuba more, like, since they can, since it's communist and, like, they could be more buddy-buddy. But now that it's open, it's, like, less likely that would happen because everyone's talking to Cuba. So it's not, like, standoffish. Right. Right. That's what, yeah, that was another strategy that I read about. But the other thing, which I think is bigger, unless you have something else to bring up about the Cuba thing. No. The Sony thing with North Korea. This is a... I feel like that's one of the biggest things. That's crazy. And, like, they also came out that said that it is probably North Korea that did, like, some of the hack stuff or whatever. I think it's ridiculous. They can't get better English translators to do those, uh, you know those emails, because they're pretty bad English.
0: <laughs> I know, it's really
1: weird. I'm, eating, I mean, I'm eating... if it's a government thing.
0: Sorry, I was eating some fruit there. So I, I think there's a number of things that are interesting about this. Um, one is that the hackers... Okay, so terrorism wins, I guess, is what the bottom line is.
1: Yeah, I know. And, and that, to me, is a shame. And it totally seems unreasonable. Like, what are they gonna do? They threaten like another 9/11-like attack, but like for ev- any uh, any movie theater that plays it, like they're not gonna like coordinate like an attack on every movie theater or something. I and, uh, know the go- the U.S. government was also disappointed that Sony and all of the um, all of the theaters like succumbed to it or whatever. They say that it was like totally a bad choice. Well, you know, people are at extra sensitive about... You Remember the shooting that happened in Colorado? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, That was at the release of the other thing. But not even just, like... It's, like, they're just not releasing it at all, I heard. This is... That's the other thing, is that Sony you know I mean? is completely wimping out. They're not yeah, even... It's like, a, not just, like, a different release date or just, like, playing it with no major release party or whatever. It's just, like, they're not releasing it. It could have been... They could have done
0: so many things. They could have put it on... Um, like on-demand things like iTunes, Comcast, whatever. They could have put it on their own. Sony has Crackle. They could have put it on Crackle. They could have put it on Netflix. They could have put it on Hulu. They could have put it on YouTube. They could have done a thousand things, and I know why they didn't do that, because once they decided and theaters start backing out and then they pulled it out of the theaters, if they put it out into the world via digital, there's only one place to attack, and that one place to attack is Sony Studios. I mean, you mean like online attack or like physically attack? Physical attack, like the 9-11 type attack. Oh, like, I think yeah. that's why Sony didn't do it, too, because they essentially if they were to release it digitally, there would be only one target, and that would be
1: Sony. Huh, I hadn't looked at it that way, but I guess maybe. But I don't even think that they could have it. I don't think that... It doesn't seem like a legitimate terrorist thing. And it's, The government like, said that it wasn't either. I mean, I don't know how like trustworthy that is or whatever, but I don't know, I thought it was dumb. You'd think that they'd work with the government more or something if it's, like, some sort of terrorist thing. Yeah, and did you
0: see the, um, like, the... They also stopped
1: them from... There was, I guess some theaters have been showing Team America. Oh, yeah, I know. But uh, is that just for this thing, or are they just were playing it because... They were just doing it, they were just playing it, and guess what? They killed that, too. Yeah. Because yeah, they that's can... totally dumb. I mean, that's been out forever, and, like, nothing happened. Like, how are they... I don't think North Korea is, like, that savvy at stuff. <laughs> I mean, I think, for one thing, the reason Sony got hacked... I was reading a whole thing about Sony getting hacked. And, like, they've been the, t- the target for hackers since, like, way before. Because uh, they did all the DRM stuff and, like, totally pissed off the whole hacker community. And then they already got hacked. Like, the PlayStation Network got hacked, like, three or four times... And then they already did a bunch of leak stuff, like... And you'd think that being, like, a prime hacker target, Sony would have, like, upped their security, but they just have super horrible security. Like, they saved all of their passwords in plain text files, like, called passwords.txt or something, and, like, just the security was horrible. So, like, that's how they got in. It wasn't like they got through some sort of, like, major security system. They were just being stupid. And now that they're like scared of this information get out, like the, the people who got the information are totally just playing up their power because like it's a public view thing or whatever. I didn't even think it would be that hard to, to hack Sony stuff. You know what's
0: funny is that the people that they released the emails on—yeah—who
1: writes emails like that? Seriously, I know. that's what I'm saying. Like that's not. What kind like even those like death threat things about executing Americans in like you know the Middle East or whatever they're way better written than that, or why don't you just write it in your language and have it be translated like why are you bothering doing it in english <laughs> it's It's ridiculous, and
0: um now I heard you know prior to the the theatrical release being um, uh cancelled somebody. Ian on Prodigal Sons Podcast. (laughs) Speculated that there was potentially some sort of conspiracy by the the Sony executives to Uh, drum up support for this movie and creating scare so that more people would go
1: see it. Yeah. That is the stupidest theory ever. I mean, uh, like... I can see if it was like they did it a little bit of a different way, I could see them trying that. But that's clearly not the case if they're just not releasing it. (laughs) Exactly. Well, he
0: said that before they canceled it. But even still, like, that's not a savvy marketing um, campaign when you say expect 9-11-style attacks. I know, yeah. (laughs) That's the worst. First off, that's criminal. I don't think you could just be like expect 9-11- a type of tax and then that would be a legal way of marketing your product. That's like I, I know, like buy this or we'll attack you. <laughs> I don't think you can say that. <laughs> buy this or die. Maybe in North Korea though. They that I might mean, be Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can do that there. Yeah. But what the yeah, marketing, no, marketing campaigns in North Korea are like it's just like Gruel, put it on your
1: plate, because that's all we got. <laughs> It's a great North Korean uh thing. Have you seen those uh the Adult Swim North Korean like PSA things? Those are super funny. No, I haven't. But I think they're only like on the website videos. But anyways, that's the Sony thing. Whoa, we went way long. We have to quit. I mean, we still I don't have a lot to say about the movie, but there was uh those are the two main topics this week. Two other pretty big topics are that tonight. At eleven thirty is the very last episode of the Stephen Colbert report. So, I mean, it's gonna be, you know, it's a big night for Colbert. I'm excited for him going on to the um the tonight show or whatever, which one it is. I don't remember what. Late. It's
0: uh David Letterman. It's um it'll be on at uh it'll be
1: on starting to September. But I don't remember they all have like super similar names. I don't remember which one it is. Late night. But I hope that we can get some of uh, Stephen Colbert's uh, viewers to switch over to our show. Because, you know, that would be cool. There's, like, going to be in, you know, a hole for the shows that used to be on on Thursday. Or I guess it would the shows every day. But. <laughs> just throw it, out there. Just throw, yeah, it just, out there. just throw
0: it out there. Just throw it out there to Colbert Nation. If you need a, our nation, yeah. a placement that's less funny with less – no guests. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. No guests.
0: <laughs> Not researched. <laughs> Zero production value. But come on. But watch. really really nice graphic design and website design.
1: <laughs> That's not updated. <laughs> um, all right, it's time. Wait, one more thing. I guess I could do it at the end. It's Go also ahead. my mom's birthday tomorrow, and I was going to say happy birthday, mom. Oh, why don't you leave with that? That's nice. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a thing. All right. Well, that's that. Sh- everyone should feel
0: happy about that. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Thanks. Thanks for the birthday applause. It was my mom's birthday on uh, December fifth. I don't know if I wished he her happy didn't say birthday.
1: anything. No, I didn't.
0: <laughs> no.
1: So <laughs> I got it covered. But let's go into the let's go into the movie. Okay. Hey, everybody!
0: Welcome to Review Roulette. This this is the part of the show where we randomly select the title from the Netflix catalog and then review it the following week, but it's not so much as a review,
1: right, Fresher? No, it's we'll uh, pretty much just go a play play-by-play of the whole movie, but uh, kind of spoiler alert, but we do give it a number rating at the end. And last week's movie was the 1974
0: film The Gambler, starring James Caan, based on a pseudo-true story about the Writer James Toback, soon really, to it was remade, based on true stuff. Yeah, soon I, to be released uh, re, re, remade, starring Mark Wahlberg. Crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's. it's, it's, it's I mean, <laughs> I, I wasn't. By the way, I wasn't a fan of this movie off the bat. I did a little research. That's how I was
0: able to tell you about those little small facts. So, um. The uh, the film itself, okay. The, this is the plot. This guy's a college professor. He um, starts the movie starts with him going forty four k into debt.
1: Yeah, he, he's, he has a gambling problem.
0: He has a big time gambling problem. He needs the juice. Yeah. <laughs> um. He goes forty four into the hole. Um tries to, what'd you say, gamble his way out of it by using, yeah. taking his mother's money. His
1: mother's a doctor. Yeah, I mean, she gives, she gives him, like... And, it, and it's, his family's basically rich. His grandpa's super rich, too. And they're, like, self-made where they weren't rich before and, like, they tried super hard through life and whatever. His relationship
0: with his grandpa is so weird. All of his relationships are weird. I mean, the, the main character is just a really weird guy. He is totally a weird How about after he loses all the money and then he goes into the like an urban part of the city and he finds a bunch of like black kids and he's like, which one's the best basketball player? And they pick one. Yeah. And he,
1: and he plays them for uh, twenty bucks. That was like at the beginning. So, anyways, before we go separate points, like it's a really simple story. So, like basically, he goes into forty four k of debt. He gets the money from his mom. He's like dealing with these loan sharks the whole time. Oh, he tries to borrow the money from another loan shark, but they won't give it to him because it's too big. And he's basically saying, like, for 10k we break your arm, for 20k we break your legs, and for more than 20k, like, I don't even want to think about what would happen. (laughs) So he's like super. He's in danger because he's late on these payments. But the loan shark guys are kind of his friends, so they're kind of giving him a chance because apparently he's up and down a bunch. But this is the most he's been down. So he gets the money. He gets, like, 30... Or no, he gets all of it, 44,000, from his mom. And he's, like, you know, set... Oh, but by the way, his character, super calm the whole time. He doesn't care about it. He, like, does not care that he, He's, like, not stressed at all. And he's just kind of a dick about everything. But... And also, so they, they, go, they switch over to him teaching his uh, college classes, and he's a, a literature professor. And so all of his literature classes... Totally tie into like, you know, you just need to believe in yourself and the things will happen. You just got to be confident and like you said, like two plus two equals five. And that's like, it is true right then while you're doing it, even though it doesn't really make sense with reason. And I like his comparison because it has like a basketball undertone, which he also bets on basketball games. But the basketball undertone, he's like talking to the ba- the best basketball guy in the class and he's like, well, I, in the real world, I don't, like, want to deal with, like, these dumb, like, not real stuff. And he's like, let me put it this way. What's your farthest shooting range? And he's like, it's probably, like, 30 feet. 20 he's, feet. He said 20 feet. Oh, 20 feet. And he's like, do you ever shoot it from farther than 20 feet? And he's like, yeah, sometimes. But you're not going to make it, right? <laughs> like, why do you do it? It's because you think that you're going to make it just for that second or whatever. That's what I'm talking about. But so, but then that ties into his whole gambling thing. So every one of his like life lesson literature classes are conveniently directly about his situation of totally like just believing in himself, even though it's totally chance and like he's not affecting the outcome. So you're so he gets the 44k from his mother. He then yeah. proceeds to take that
0: 44k, bet 30. They go to Las Vegas. No, no, he bets 45k on three college basketball games then gets in a plane, which makes no sense,
1: flies to Vegas. Yeah, so okay. he's it's already gone on the, the games. He's like, no, he, he bets 50K on three games each, I think. No, oh, no, that was at the end.
0: He bets oh, 15K, yeah. goes to Vegas, doesn't pay the bookie, goes to Vegas, finds out the score at the half, but then has a monster run and, like, quadruples
1: his money. And he's like, everything's going right, baby, yeah! Yeah, oh, like, yeah he totally... So he's playing blackjack on the High Rulers table, and he's betting, like, I don't know, like 10000 or something $1, on the hand? It's $1,000 a hand he's playing. Yeah. If he's playing and, five like five hands. He gets, he gets an 18, and the dealer has, like,
0: a, a, king a, you know, a
1: king up or whatever, and he doubles it. He doubles down on an 18, and they're like, are you sure? And he's like, come on, three. And he gets the three, and he's like, you know, it's just like this tension moment. It's just, like, ridiculous, because they're just trying to play into the whole thing that, like, I know it's gonna happen, and then it did. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's so like basically to... the theme of the whole movie.
0: <laughs> so he goes on a monster run. He like doubles his money, and so he's now in the clear. He finds out the score of the basketball game. He's like looking good. All the games are like all up, and all the teams he's playing for. So yeah. he goes to his hotel room. His girlfriend, who is um, Diane
1: uh, Laura Hutton, I think is her name. Um I thought the girlfriend character was dumb too. Like totally dumb. Like
0: Whatever. she
1: like I didn't like either of the characters and he was just like a crazy guy, but and then she was like, you know, the chick to be with a crazy guy basically. And so she's all calm while he's like doing this super crazy stuff. And he like all kicks her out and then makes her walk for blocks and then's waiting for her to like, you know, like a, a mile later and is like, "Come on, get back in the car." <laughs> So then, down. So then they, they're in Vegas, they decide to fly back, and then he's in bed. Oh, and that's, that reminds me. For Vegas, I was wondering, where did this take place? I thought it was New York. That's why I makes, thought it was New York, too. But then it seems like
0: I thought that they, they drove to Vegas. No, they flew to Vegas because they show the plane flying back. It's
1: oh, really? Still, oh, I still, totally thought they drove.
0: It still makes no sense. It still yeah. makes absolutely no sense. The timeline makes no sense. Because there's no way he could bet on a game of games that are happening in the morning that he could fly to Vegas and only get the score at halftime,
1: then fly back home and only have it so that the game just ended that last night. I thought maybe it was in L.A. after this because I was wondering, how'd they get to Vegas? Because in that last game, it was UCLA, and I didn't know what his university was. No, it was NYC versus something else. I mean, the game that, that his university played. His his university was NYC. Oh, oh yeah. So it was definitely New York. It was definitely New York. York. So anyway, um,
0: so he he wakes up after fly back from Vegas, bang 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 on the door, and they're like, "Give me." They're like, "You lost, dude." He's like, "What are you talking about, Duke?" He's like, "Brown beat Harvard. What like UCLA lost to whatever?" And they're like, "Yeah, bro, you lost it all. I need my money, forty five k." Yeah. So, he, so now he owes 45k to those people, 45k. He pays all of his money to this person and he's no, like no. So he pays half of it. He pays most of it and then he makes a 50k bet. He he uh, goes back and then runs back out. Wait, 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 wait. Let me bet like, again. Yeah, he's like what time is it? He's like it's 10:10. Any games left. Yeah, Lakers and the Sonics or it's r- only on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like it's like it's not even oh, televised. He's like he's I like that it was Sonic stuff.'" Yeah, he's like, "What's the smart money?" He's like, "Smart money's on Seattle." He's like, "I'll put fifty on New on uh on Lakers." I'll yeah, pay 50K on the Lakers. I know. So he bets fifty k on the Lakers. He goes into the bathtub and starts. Oh, and 50- this time he paid up front too, so he didn't have the cash. That's right. So he lost forty five, and then now took all of his winnings or whatever from Vegas and put it on this game. Yeah. So then he puts it on the game. He goes to the bathtub while his girlfriend's sleeping, and he's listening to the game on the radio, and uh, the Lakers lose on a last-second shot from Seattle. Yeah. So now he has no
1: money. <clears throat> so yeah, after- but he's like, yeah, he's totally pissed. But, you know, he's not – I mean, he kicks the radio, and he's upset, but, yeah. And then the, his other bookie, who he had the money to pay back just the night earlier, he told him he'll meet him in the morning and pay him back. But then now he doesn't have the money because he just lost it all on this game. So like uh he goes to meet him and they're all like buddy buddy and happy and he brings them to the back room and he's like, Yeah, I lost all the money again. I have like I have like I have like fifteen to give you. And he's like, fifteen thousand, that's it? He's like, no, fifteen <laughs> hundred. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's like I'm z I am can not help you anymore, man. Like I'm gonna have to like set this to my boss or whatever. He's like, that's not good, Axel. That's no good, Axel. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot his name was Axel. But, yeah. But, yeah, then, like, he, he totally, like, gets into the thing where they're, like, you know, you don't have any assets. Like, you know, we talked to your grandpa already. Like, I don't know. But, so, yeah, and then, I mean, I, there might be some other stuff. But, basically, they have him fix the game with the student who's in his class. They convi- They have him have the guy in his class who's a basketball player. Like play poorly and then they bet on that game so they point can win. Point
0: It's called point shaving. You could win the game, just don't win by more than the spread, which was yeah. eight
1: points. Yeah. So then they do. Like he convinces him, and then they bet enough to make his money back, so he's in the clear. Plus more, plus more, because now we now they owe him now. Yeah. And then and then they're all excited because now we got this inside player and we can like fix way more games. But and, like he's and like, like Axel's like all oh, pissed off. He's like it was one time. Yeah, and plus, he it seemed like they were making it, like... He was all about the kids, and he didn't want to get him in that situation. It seemed like they made it like that. Even though you, I couldn't tell the guy's emotions, except for just being angry and, like, wanting to gamble more. Right. But, like, yeah, it seemed like he liked the kids. Like, that was his whole basketball thing. Like, he was buddy-buddy with them or whatever. But, so then, yeah. It's basically... that It's all, like, you know, he's like, oh, we're paid off, like, now you know, we're going to have a bunch of money, and he's, like, kind of pissed or whatever. And, uh, yeah, then he just, like, walks down the street, which is, like, across from the university, and it's, like, this super rough black neighborhood, apparently. And as he's walking down the street, they're like, hey, what are you doing in here, honky? It's like, get out of the And
0: don't forget that the Paul Servino character... Um, yeah. Began, Paul Servino was the, the chunky guy that was, like, his buddy, but also the debt collector... Yeah. His, uh, hips? His name was Hips? Uh, hips, yeah. <laughs> hips like, where you going, Axel?
1: It ain't safe down there. Come back yeah. here. You're going to get yourself killed. So, ba- yeah, basically, I mean, you can already tell at this point that he's just like, gambling isn't enough. I need to up the ante. I'm going to go be in some dangerous shit. So he walks into, like, this random bar. Like, he's walking down the street, obviously doesn't know where he's going. He just looks around, and there's, like, a bar, and he's like, I'll go in there. (laughs) He's looking for some juice. He's looking for some juice. Yeah, he's looking for some juice. And then he, like, totally, you know, he's just in there. He walks around. He doesn't even, like, sit down. He walks down to the end and then comes back, like, looks the most lost you can possibly look. And, like, apparently this is a super black neighborhood, so he's, like, crazy out of place, and everyone's, like, giving him shit about it and, like, you know. So he sits down next to, like, this prostitute, and, like, the guy... his her pimp is like next to her. And like um he's totally like, man, what are you what are you looking for my lady for? whatever and like, Well does your lady want to be rich? <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty good line for yeah. being a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> but then he was by, like, by being rich it was fifty bucks. I know, he was like, How rich? And he's like, fifty? And I didn't even I didn't at this point I didn't even understand that it was gonna be a prostitution situation. And I was like, is this, like, another 50K? Because it seems like he bets 50K on everything. And I, like, didn't know what was going on. But then, like, yeah, he brings the prostitute chick up to the room. And basically, he's just trying to get himself in the most dangerous situation that he can in the moment. So, like, yeah, he has the chick go up there. She, like, starts kind of getting undressed, and he's, like, trying to get her to do more stuff. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. he's like, well, give me the money back. And then it turns into a whole thing with the pimp comes in and is like... You're not going to pay? And he's like, I'm going to kill you then, or whatever. And he's like, fine, go ahead, do it, do it. And then, like, he doesn't do it. He's like, man, you're crazy. You don't even care about getting killed, or whatever. And then he starts beating him up. And then, yeah, and then the chick, the chick grabs a knife, because she's like, stop, stop, you're going to hurt him, or whatever, to her, her pimp guy. And uh, she has a knife and, like, totally, like, gashes his face, just, like, flailing, basically. And, like, he, you know, he stops, and he's, like, all super bleeding, and he, like, stumbles. He stumbles out of the hotel or whatever it is. And, uh like, every, like everyone's just, like, being calm. I mean, I don't know if, like, they just don't care about him or that happens all the time, but that was kind of ridiculous. And, like, they were, like, going about their business while he's, like, stumbling out bleeding. Like, whereas before they were giving him shit for being a white guy. But now it's okay. Like, it didn't make sense. for The whole, like, black community thing, like... It totally was just, like, dangerous area. I'm going to go there to get killed. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then so like, and then he looks in the mirror. He's, like, all super bleeding. He looks in the mirror, and he has this huge gash across his cheek. And then he just smiles, and the movie's over. Freeze frame. Yeah, I guess. I don't, it, was, but, it was definitely it was a freeze frame. He looked at the thing, and it was freeze frame, and that was the end of the movie. Yeah, I do know. So it's basically he, like, upped it, and he's, like, I don't know if that meant, like, you know, like, I knew I wasn't going to get killed, and I didn't. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> like it was like, yeah, I, he won the
0: bet. <laughs> Essentially, he lived, he, like, pushed it to the levels, and he made it out alive, and
1: so that was like, he felt good about that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was dumb. I mean, I guess for, like, because he's gambling or whatever, and then he umped it at the end, but... I, it was way too long. Like, it did not need to be, like... 2 hours long to like go into like he didn't even do that much. So, the things I did like about the movie, the cars were awesome. They had really cool cars. He had a cool, Axel had a cool car. I mean, all of the cars were cool. Like they were in super nice condition and even just the cars on the street and stuff were cool. And the whole scenery and like the 70s style of it was pretty cool. And he his shirt was like unbuttoned always. That was Oh the day. my god. Dude, <laughs> the main character's shirt was unbuttoned,
0: like, to his belly button. I know. And he has super HS like, while he's teaching classes.
1: It was awesome. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. And the style, the style was pretty cool. And then also, um, small note, I liked the font. The font for the credits and, like, all of the text in the movie was really cool. I don't think I've seen that one before. It's like, I don't know, it was cool. But overall, wasn't a fan. Thought it was pretty boring. Didn't have much build-up. It was just about this guy, like, you know, being shitty to himself by gambling too much. (laughs) And, like, being, like, a dumb... Like, I didn't like his character, basically. And the whole thing was just about his character. That's it. Yeah, it was
0: really... It was really, uh... Yeah, it was really interesting. I didn't hate it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... Like, basically, it was about that character... And the stuff that he was doing and, like, some specific trait about him focused. And I didn't like the, like... I thought that was not interesting. And they didn't really have any stuff interesting besides the style of it, of the stuff that happened to him. So, in that sense, I didn't think it was very entertaining. Um, Yeah, I think it was a more slow character study with moments... Yeah, it it was basically like a character study thing. And... But I didn't think that, like, the build-up was that good or, like, the, like there weren't very many, like, story points or, like, they didn't tie anything. It was just, like, kind of flat about him. Like, they didn't even get back to his mom that his mom was pissed at him for... Like, basically, he's getting in all these high-risk situations. He clearly doesn't care. People around him care a little bit. His girlfriend didn't care. And, yeah, like, it was just, like... Yeah, it was, I didn't think it was that cool. <laughs> All right, let's give it a review. All right.
0: All right, I'll go first. Okay. And I'm going to
1: give it a six. Six. It's not bad. Not bad. I'm going to give it a three. It's getting a three. It's down there. It's on my low movies. Like, the, the like cinematography was, like, okay. Like, it was definitely not low-budget. And the style was good, but, like, overall, content-wise, it just, like, wasn't cool. I don't like those kind of movies. I mean, there's other, like, Punch Drunk Love or whatever, you know? I think that's the order. It's something like that. Punch Drunk Love, I'm sorry, what are you making comparison to? you know to? that movie? Yeah, I know that movie. I feel like it's similar to that, where it's just, like, about, like, about someone who, like, shitty stuff happens to, and it doesn't really resolve. Like, that's kind of a genre of movies, I think.
0: Yeah, this would predate Pressure Glove
1: by a good 25 years, I think. I mean, it doesn't matter that it's like that. I'm just saying that that's, like, a type of thing that they do in movies, is where they just follow an, a, like, unfortunate character, and then, like, have his flaws, and then it never resolves. Like, he's just an unfortunate character, and the movie's about that. Right. I'm not into those kind of movies. <laughs> like, it's not even a story, it's just about an unfortunate... Like, uh... Um, the, another one that's similar to that, but actually good, is uh, um, Eastbound and Down. That's the same theme. It's about a mis, like, unfortunate character, and they never fix it. But like, that one actually has cool plot points. All but right. that theme of show, I don't really like. All right, so let's that's pick. A, let's pick I think, the next movie. What's wait? What's three and six? Half Four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half total. All right, next movie. We're going to get right. something like better this time. Okay, I already picked mine. Uh, okay.
0: Mine's I got the, the 2013 film Big Ass Spider! Exclamation point. Alex is a lonely bug exterminator who's trying to trying day begins with a bite from a venomous brown recluse spider, and gets worse from there. The same day, a 50-foot mutant spider begins an assault on Los Angeles, and it's Alex's job to stop it.
1: <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Mine does not sound interesting. But uh, mine is a documentary, War on Whistleblowers. This documentary highlights four cases in which whistleblowers expose government wrongdoing to the media and face serious repercussions. Those uh, profiled include Marine Corps advisor uh, Franz Gale and former NSA executive Thomas Drake. I'd say yours. Also uh, them. Big ass spider, let's do it.
0: Big ass spider! <laughs> I'm, I'm, here's the top review from Variety. Many worse ways to spend 80 minutes can easily be imagined. Oh yeah, 80 minutes
1: too, that's not bad. On the shorter end. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's the, that's the movie. I think we went a little long today, did we not? Uh, no, that's about normal. I mean, maybe like five minutes.
0: It's, all right. Well, all right. Uh, I don't have anything to add. Do you have anything to add here? I'm it out.
1: Uh, I mean, there were some other points, but I think we're
0: good. Well, let us uh, let me get our, get our plugs in here real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at Twitter, at Fresh and Par. You could reach. You could also check out our other episodes on our YouTube channel, Fresher and Parlance Show, or on iTunes or Stitcher. You could also our just podcast. yeah, our podcast. We have a podcast version of this. Um, or you could just go to if you have any RSS reader, you could go just type in rss. Dot We could also be reached at the show at fresherandparlance. Also like a video. We never say that. Yeah, Follow-up. like a video. <laughs> Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. We're also there. Also, uh, we also have a, a, a network of shows. You could uh, Adam is one of those. They still b- b- haven't named the network. No, they they. A matter of fact, not to talk about this on air, but they said they need thirty minutes to speak with us to discuss. So, right. um, the uh, the prodigalstuntspodcast dot com, longboxheroes dot com, um, that's uh, dot com. Podcast is distractions. I just started listening. uh, That's actually just came back. And I just started listening to Longbox Heroes, longtime friend. Uh, It's all about comic books and pop culture. Um, He's also a wrestling commentary guy for um, Shikara Pro Wrestling. He and I used to hang out a lot back, and I used to read comic books with him. Uh, It's actually quite a good listen. You should check that one out, longboxheroes.com. And if you want to give shit to Adam about uh, Gamergate, just reach out to him at at AdamGorger on Twitter.
1: Nice. All right. And uh, that's all of it for, I mean, everything that everything the Parlant said, basically. Yeah. Is my retort to that. And this is, uh, <laughs> is Parlant saying,
0: sayonara, suckers, and have a happy holiday.
1: This is Fresher
0: saying, later, taters. Whoa, 2014. See you later, <laughs> I'm out.